0: all right good afternoon everybody welcome to the war room to the boardroom i'm your host as always man sean wilson open strategy and operations at google combat veteran duke NBA west pointer today we have my friend and brother jave johnson in the building for those that don't know Jabe johnson the third is gone on his journey entrepreneurship personal training and Jabe is an ifbb bodybuilder and personal trainer at Equinox, founder of War Ready Clothing Grant, does some acting work in the Los Angeles area. Before that, he was a Ranger-qualified Airborne artillery officer. He was my battle buddy during deployments on 173rd Airborne brigade based out of Germany, and he's also a graduate of Indiana University, Purdue University in Indiana. So I'll turn it over to Jabe so he can tell you more about himself before we get any questions.
1: Man, I don't even know how to follow it up. You made me sound way cooler than what I am right now. So, <laughs> we know I you give just, you uh, have a high, you have a high standard. You just like to live like, I get. It. Yeah, you really put me up there. I'm like, yeah, oh, man, I forgot about some of that stuff, but dope, dope. Like you were saying, I'm Jay Johnson, Mason's fellow fraternity brother and Sky Soldier from the 173rd. So, uh, it's always good to see old people from the military, man. They, they stay in touch. I mean, naturally gonna stay in touch with good people. So, was really good people. Um, background about me, I was an army brat. Basically, my father was a master sergeant in the military for over 20 years. So that was the easy way, kind of just the introduction into the military. I was I was literally on a military base my entire life. I was born on a military base. So, I guess it was kind of inevitable that I would eventually join the army. So, joined the army, started with the reserves because I still wanted to go to college. Stay in the reserve for, like, beer money for classes and stuff like that. Did that for about five years, and I went active duty. And that's why I followed up with switching over to the dark side and becoming an officer. So <laughs> uh, did that and basically stayed in the Army for 23 years total. So, yeah, that's my background with the military. I always forget how much service you have. Yeah, man. Yeah, literally my entire dope life I was in the Army until – Two years ago.
0: <laughs> when you transitioned, you left as a captain major from my opinion? Uh get out of the army, yeah. I got out as a captain. So where are you now? Like so you left the army. I think with the time that we were, you know, captains lieutenants, you're like, I got this idea of what I want to do. I want to own a gym. And so like what kind of prompted that transition
1: I'll say the funny thing is, is whatever you're good at and whatever you enjoy doing on a regular basis, that's probably what you were meant to do. And I know a lot of people in the military, they're just so structured, used to a routine that you don't really give your own personal aspirations in life very much thought. So I thought I had a very good idea of what I was going to do when I got in the Army because fitness was just something that came to me naturally, very easily. I enjoyed helping other people, so yeah, I was like, bet get a, one of these VA small business loans, start my gym up. Everybody's gonna see that I'm really in shape and motivating, and they're gonna come to my gym. And boom, yeah. So it doesn't work out like that. That's um, <laughs> not that's not how it goes. You need a definitely a much more detailed structured plan. So what I thought I was gonna do, I got out of the army. And what I actually ended up doing right now, I couldn't even tell you how I got into it. Honestly, I knew what I didn't want to do when I got out of the army. And that was go back to, you know, a regular kind of nine to five or even another government job. So I just had a better idea of what I didn't want to do. So I got into acting, personal training out here. I'm still bodybuilding. All things that can go as high as, you know, you give the energy to it. So. That, that kind of made me feel a lot better. Like My potential and my earnings and my success is really just all about my, my hard work and the energy that I'm going to put into it. So that was exciting and completely different from how the Army operates. So um, I didn't have the greatest plan. I still don't have the greatest plan. I have an idea. I have a five-year plan, but that's definitely just following through with the three things that I'm doing now that just bring me joy. So and so, you
0: left the army, really looking for that.
1: How long have you currently been in this space, like, head and bodybuilder, acting? How long have you been doing that? Uh, the acting kind of started just on a whim. I started doing that like last year. I actually filmed a movie my first year out here, which a lot of people tell me is very unique and hard to do. So I should just keep going with it and getting better. Uh, a lot of people are telling me I'm I'm a natural, whatever that's supposed to be out here. So. But I enjoyed it, that was the main thing. Despite what everybody was saying, I enjoyed it. I liked doing it. So that's why I stick with that. Bodybuilding kind of started a couple of years before I got out of the Army. So I actually became an IFBB pro while I was still actively in the Army. So that was kind of interesting to maneuver. I always knew that was gonna be a part of my life, period. Like, whatever I'm doing, I'm going to incorporate bodybuilding to it because uh, I just enjoy it that much. And then the personal training, that also kind of came with transitioning out of the Army. A lot of people would ask questions. They'd see you at the gym. They see your you know progress throughout the process. They just naturally start asking questions. And before you know it, you know quite a bit of information that you didn't realize you knew. Basically enough to where you can actually start helping other people reach their platform or, Sorry, they're, they're goal. So those three things slowly kind of happened on my way out of the army. And now I just have a lot more time to focus on this. And the acting came randomly when I came out here to LA. So that was that was on a whim. That wasn't in my plans. <laughs> and that's why I say you gotta you gotta be pretty open to change and adapting and adjusting. As most people in the military are, we got to move every up a three, four years. So transitioning out is not going to go exactly how you want it to. You. Some great things are going to happen, some bad things are going to happen. So it's really just how you react to it. But well, being open to
0: the planet, the journey of
1: discovery, can you talk about
0: like, what is? what are the levels or what's the break? Are there levels of bodybuilding? And I guess, are there certain? that process be a personal trainer can
1: you talk about bodybuilding there's definitely levels that's like taking an nba player and he's saying he's in the nba like yeah you're a pro but are you lebron level are you you know kd level so it's the same thing bodybuilding like yes technically i'm a professional bodybuilder but i'm not at the elite level yeah. And that requires a lot more attention, a lot more energy, which honestly, if I wanted to lock in, I could, you know, I could place and do a lot better bodybuilding than I am doing currently, but I really just enjoy it for the most part. Like, I'm not, if I win, don't, no. but I just like being in shape, man. Right? And I just like that feeling of being on prep and that discipline and the sacrifice you have to make throughout the process to reach the stage so once you get on the stage it's out of your hands there's nothing you can do but you know enjoy the moment so there are definitely levels to bodybuilding mentally emotionally and obviously physically so and i think it's just really about just how you focus on that and how you lock into it and you're going to get the results based on your thoughts and your actions and your habits. But personal training, that's also, I think there are levels of that as well. There are people who put all of their time and energy into personal training and, you know, that's their 100% job and how they make a living. Then there's some people who just kind of enjoy it and just help people decide. It might be a side. game. for me, it's kind of a side gauge since I'm doing three major things, but there's also levels of that too. Cause you got to learn kind of how to be a life coach. It's not just give somebody a plan and follow it how they go. It's, you know, you're constantly keeping in contact with this person. You're checking their their progress. You're making adjustments to their plan based on their check-in. So, honestly, everything that I'm doing right now, there are absolutely different levels to all of those things. And uh, I think the thing that you're going you're going to be successful in is the thing that you give the most time and energy, and just everything, too. I mean, you remember being in the Army. You know those married officers, and there was always a saying, like, you're either a really good officer or you're a really good family. Like, like it's kind of hard, to balance and be both. So, in the Army, we would see the guys that are, like, great officers, and, like, then you see them at the ball, you're like, oh, that's that's why he's a great officer. Like, struggling <laughs> with the family. Like, there's no happiness at home. <laughs> or he's going through a divorce, and it's like, okay, he put all his time, energy, and everything into the Army. Then you see those officers, and it's like, bruh, like, you know how to write an op order? Do you do you know how to do anything that an officer does? But then, you know, you see them out in functions, and they got the ideal family, you know, the model family, having the time of their lives. So it's the same thing, man. It's, you're going to be successful in whatever you put the most energy into, no matter how the levels are, how many levels are up.
0: To really honing your craft and putting
1: it in the court. No, no, that makes
0: sense. But based on where you are now, I guess, where are you trying to go?
1: Man, that is a great question, man. I had to go through this like almost bi-weekly with my wife, man. Because <laughs> like, acting requires a lot of your time and energy. Even when you're not getting ready for a role, you got to practice. And it's just blowing my mind, all the work that actually goes into it. But I want to be good at acting. I want, I want to get more roles. I want to be more movies. So I got to give a little bit of time to that. I still enjoy helping people like reach their fitness goals. And that also brings me a little bit of money. So I got to give time to that. Bodybuilding, like I said earlier, is never going to leave me. I enjoy being in the gym. I enjoy how I look and feel in clothes. So got to give time to that. So I have this conversation with the wife all the time. She's like, yo, you're at the fork in the road. Which way are you going? <laughs> Woman, I love them all. I, I get it. You want to know which one I'm going to get more energy and time to. I I think it's going to like kind of, you know, be telling of itself here very soon, which one's going to get the majority of my time and, and energy. And how do you think about navigating space? It's
0: like, Holly, you know, are you recently married? Congrats, by the way. Thanks, but you also have a you know a teenage daughter and so something like, you know, that work, family life, job change. Can you talk a little about like who that so, like, single officer, let alone you know married officer or someone balancing you know other dependents.
1: Man, all of those things like kind of alluding to what I was just saying earlier. it requires balance, man. And you'll know when you're out of balance because one of the things that you should be giving attention to is when it starts suffering. So then you go and give that attention, but then you take the attention away from something else. So now you got to, you know, it's, it's constantly like a seesaw of trying to balance your life. And the closer you get to balance, I mean, the, the better off you're going to be. That's in the army or outside of the army. Like we were talking about before, in the army, it's difficult to juggle being balanced, but you don't have... Well, depending on who you are, you don't have as many things to balance. You either have you just have the army and your family life. That's usually, you know, what you have to balance in the army. Usually the good officers have a good balance of both of those things. The exceptional ones, they may be tilting, you know, on certain things. And the ones that are not so exceptional, they may be tilting in another way. So yeah, honestly, it's it's really about balance, but you kind of like knowing and catching the cues when you're out of balance and when something's kind of off. Like, you don't want to find out the hard way. Like, oh, girl just broke up with me. Guess I wasn't giving that much attention. Like, <laughs> you want to be able to catch the cue before it gets too bad and you can get it back in balance. So I would say just just learn yourself and, you know, the things, pay attention to your your thoughts a lot. And if something feels off, you're probably right. And you know, just go through all the things in your life that are important, what matters. And are these things in balance? Have I been given this attention? Have I been giving this too much, not enough? That's that's really it, man. That's the best info that I learned from a mentor of mine in the military. Like not just the army, life is it's balance. <laughs> Assessing, readjusting,
0: and also seeking out you that piece as well. You talk about how mentors played a role in, in helping you. Make your transition into
1: those spaces. Oh God! Uh, without my mentors, without a mentor, period, trying to navigate through any profession, especially the military, is it's, it's going to be a little, it's going to be hard. It's going to be hard because you're learning everything on the fly, and you're learning the hard way. But if you have a mentor, they can literally help guide you in the right direction, give you you know unbiased information. Tell you the truth, even if it hurts your feelings, like you need somebody like that to navigate in the military. Especially if you're a black officer. Lord have mercy. I mean, it's already it's already kind of difficult to navigate being a black officer in the military, especially if you're in combat arms as you well. Know, so we're in combat arms. Not very many minorities on the officer side in combat arms and voices. So it's good to have somebody you can talk to, relate to, kind of unload a lot of thoughts and feelings you may be having, and they give you good unbiased feedback on how you can move forward. So mentors are extremely important. It's kind of like what being a a fitness coach is. Somewhat of a mentor slash life coach. So everything I even teach my clients i learn from somebody else or learn from experience or learn from a mentor. So, mentoring, A1. If you have one, you're, you're doing life right. <laughs> Having a mentor being open to everything. And you talk about how some of those
0: military skills, how some of those military skills, especially leadership, where you're not necessarily leading people anymore, but you may be guiding people and you're coaching people you try to make changes
1: so basically just talk about how military has assisted in the transition to civilian life.
0: Transition to civilian
1: life and also, you know, helping people as habits. It's a good question. I would say it's actually been way more helpful than I realized being that, me, meaning outside of the military, it's all about feelings and emotions. That, that doesn't exist in the Army, they don't care about your feelings in the Army, it's get it done. Outside of the Army, it's all about emotions and how this made this person feel, this is why they did this, and yada, yada, yada. And I think the hardest thing at first was transitioning from how do your feelings have anything to do with what you were supposed to accomplish because we just needed you to do this you gave me everything that happened and why this didn't get done and that comes off very brash very abrasive kind of cold in the civilian world even though you're not you're not realizing you're probably sounding like a complete and total (laughs) you know bad person yeah yeah Yeah. sounding probably like a douche but we're giving we're asking questions without emotion and giving advice without emotion. And it makes you less empathetic to people. So what the army taught me and what the civilian world taught me, it's okay to let go of some of the ways you communicated in the past. And it's definitely okay to hold on to some of that stuff. So the army benefited me by just the way I communicate with people. like. I try and be clear and concise with what I'm saying. And then I actually try and listen when somebody's giving me like some emotional rant. I don't just like, yeah, that's that's cute. That's I'm sorry to hear that, but you know, you still gotta get it done. Like you actually listen to understand, not listen to reply. And then you can give them effective feedback without them feeling like they are just being cold and you know, you're not listening and things like that. So my communication style changed a lot when I got out of the Army, and that's thanks to the Army, but also just learning how to be more patient in the civilian world and understand that a lot of emotions and things that we didn't take into account in the military as leaders, those things actually matter outside of the Army. So, <laughs> one, adjusting your communication style to the different audience you interact with, how do you become a bit more? Yeah, Denmark. yeah. If you, if you keep talking to people, how you talk to them in the army, man. You're probably not gonna have a lot of friends in the yeah. civilian world. I I didn't realize how how much of a tool we sounded when we were in the army, but that's that's because everybody talks to each other like that. So it's it's very it can be kind of offensive <laughs> to a lot of people. I'm learning out here in, in the civilian world, so. If you want to be successful in coaching other people, you you definitely need to learn how to communicate with people and understand and take into account their emotions. That army whore stuff we did, that ain't going to fly <laughs> out here. You're not going to lead anybody.
0: you got to be far more influencing. And, uh, <laughs> you will do
1: this by this
0: time because I said so. They're going to be like... Yeah, yeah, uh, that doesn't go very far, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> uh, as we talk leadership I learned to change the other things that you're changing, can you talk about what advice you would give to people not only transitioning but also maybe people looking to have veterans as a part of whether it's their gyms or you know's part of their production team what advice would you give people that are trying to make this transition or people trying to welcome? what would you want them to know to make it a bit more
1: welcoming? If you've been in and you're about to transition out, if you've been in for some time, you've learned a lot more than you think you learned. It's a lot more applicable to the civilian world than you realize. But also there are a lot of resources out here for you as a veteran getting out of the military. So you have so many things that are available that are either free or discounted, or waived. So there's so many things that can keep you going as far as you know, still trying to keep money in your pocket. Because you know, that's the main thing most people worry about when they get out army like, I'm gonna go make money. Right? You're used to that comfort blanket of a paycheck every two weeks, and no matter what you do, you're getting that same amount of money. So that may or may not be the case for you you got a military. You may go into a civilian job and you know, or better yet, you may want to become an entrepreneur, and there's a lot of ups and downs <laughs> with that. So don't don't take that comfort blanket with you to entrepreneurship and civilian life. It's going to be very uncomfortable, but you most likely, if you've been in the military long enough, you've probably been through worse. You understand it. There's always a frago. You have to adapt and adjust you should be somewhat used to that because you move every three or four years to a new base so you have a lot of things in your toolbox that can help you become successful if you just get over the last piece of advice which is you got to work through the fear Uh, you you can't not try something because you're scared it's going to be a failure you're going to fail a lot of a lot of things out here and honestly that's the only way to become successful you got to fail your way to success. So, you know, don't be afraid to take chances. Don't be afraid to take risks. Don't think that because you're retired or discharged that, you know, that means you don't have time or you're behind everybody else and you still can't take risks and you still can't chase goals that you want to, like, chase. It's it's not about just getting another regular nine-to-five and get you know, the same kind of paycheck. You're just living the same lifestyle in different organizations. So don't be afraid to try new things. Work you know, work through the fear. Uh there's plenty of resources out here for you. A ton. Tax breaks, everything. Can you talk about some of those resources that you use, whether
0: it's your know, or like, like opening and looking at like what what
1: are some of the Yeah, stuff that they always told us when we were in. A lot of those things still apply when you get out. So, you know, you can still, you still got your VA home loan. You still got, you know, the GI bill if you haven't used it all. Uh, A lot of these schools, you know, they give you a break on the tuition if you're a veteran. I know California, there's certain taxes you don't have to pay out here for being a veteran. There's just so many things at disposal. There's jobs that literally you get put at the top of the list because you're a veteran. There's jobs that guarantee you an interview just because you're a veteran. So honestly to come out here and fail really could not have gone through all the things <laughs> that could help you become successful. There's there's too many like you were just expecting somebody to come give it to you. That's not gonna happen. So the army is easy. Civilian life is not so much. <laughs> That's not a bad thing. That's the main thing that people are afraid of. It's not a bad thing. It's a little more challenging, but you can be just as successful, if not more successful, out here if you know all the things that are accessible to you. So, yeah, there's jobs out here, there's tax breaks. Use that. Use that stuff, right? It's not going anywhere. It's, if you don't use it, somebody else is going to use it. <laughs> oh, most definitely. Most definitely. Yeah. But, yeah, get over the fear. Don't be afraid to take chances. Use all the resources, and you know a lot more than you think you know about like making it out of here. So don't don't doubt yourself. Be very confident in all the things you've accomplished in the military. It's going to play very well into the world. Well said. well said. The cops don't pull you over if you got a veteran sticker. Sometimes they don't give you a ticket. Like. <laughs> I got a racist just- tab and a freaking airborne sticker on my truck now. And sometimes the cops are like, "You're a veteran, huh?" I'm like, yeah. And then, boom, man. Just- <laughs> Maybe that's just in
0: LA. I don't know. That, I don't think that's how I run it up here.
1: There's not too many army dudes out here, so it's, it's, it's helpful. <laughs> Navy and Marine land out here in California. Uh, most of all those bases down south.
0: And got man- <laughs> contract along those lines. Is there anything that that you listen to, whether book? Audiobook or podcasts, anything that helped either with your transition or that's helped you become a better personal trainer, bodybuilder. Recommend motivational speakers, courses, anything
1: that you recommend. I kind of go back and forth. Most of the times it's probably David Goggins, not as David Goggins, Joe Rogan. I listen to a lot of Joe Rogan. As far as, like, motivational stuff, I just go on YouTube and, you know, i got, like, a list of motivational videos that come up from Motiversary or, you know, bodybuilding.com. A lot of them just have motivational videos. It really depends on, like, how I'm feeling. If I'm feeling down on myself and I'm starting to notice I'm feeling sorry for myself and woe is me, I'll throw on some David Goggins, right? Boy, Right? nobody's coming to save you. Like, it will just get you back in that mindset, that military mindset, obviously. If I need to, you know, find a little inspiration, you know, gym wise, I might throw on something from the bodybuilder.com. And then if I need to like help inspire somebody else, get one of my clients, you know, I look on YouTube for something else that I can relate to, something that'd be similar to what I would say to them. So I listen to a lot, man. I listen to a lot of podcasts motivational stuff i listen to the secret audiobook every now and then just to make sure i'm i'm tuning my my vibes and the positive energy on a regular basis because it's, it's very difficult to switch your mindset to a more positive mindset if you've been in the military your entire life because obviously the army especially as a leader it teaches you to find things wrong and how to correct those things on a very regular basis so whether we realize it or not, when your brain is wired to always find something wrong in a your situation, you're, you're kind of training your brain to always find bad things. Even though you're trying to correct them, still you're training your brain to kind of like think more negative. Uh, so that's something else I realized out here. So I listen to The Secret every now and then and bounce me out, make sure I got a good positive outlook on life because you can't walk around all boo boo face. And mean, and expect good things to come to you. So, I mean, every now and then, just flash a smile at a stranger, say something nice to somebody, and you'll be shocked at how you'll find more positive things. So, it's really just, really, it's, it's the mood. I mean, it's the mood. But recently, it's it's been a lot of David guidance. <laughs> and that's only because I'm back in the gym on prep. Prep is not a fun place to be or a fun thing to do, and there's a lot of days you're not going to want to do it and you need to tell yourself, you know, F your feelings. I, I don't care how you feel. This needs to get done. So David Goggins has that vibe and he reminds me quite a bit, like, yeah, if you don't do this, who you expect me to come do it for you, right? You either going to step on that stage and get blown away or you're going to be competitive. is really up to you and this decision that you're trying to, like, make right now, so... But, yeah you got to keep a good balance man even with the motivational stuff find something that's going to talk to you like military like find something that's going to uplift you positively and find something that's going to force you to think deeper about and know how you've been you know conducting yourself so I got a nice array of a little bit of everything'
0: a good, but you've always done a good job because even I remember we'd be in some terrible field problems like with Afghanistan this guy's over
1: was like, man, this you right, it does. You gotta, you gotta laugh at some stuff, man. You gotta learn to laugh some stuff off, no matter how bad the situation is. Like, we in Afghanistan. You gotta laugh at this point, bro. Like, we're here. We can't leave here anytime soon. Let's, let's laugh at the situation as best we can. So, it's terrible, needed, no homie.
0: No matter which one you dice it, it's still gonna be terrible tomorrow when you wake up. Yeah, facts, man. Embrace the suck, as we used to say in the Army. (laughs) All the time. And looking back on your transition journey, is there anything you would change or do differently? Right? Like, whether it's like, hey, you know, I thought about transitioning. I wish I had thought about it sooner. I wish I had, like, really died on some of my benefits. Any changes
1: you make to things like that? I don't think there's anything I would change, because if I changed anything, I wouldn't be where I'm at right now, so, and I'm pretty happy with where I'm at. I would say some things I may have done better, definitely could have squared away all my uh, my disability claims before I got out. I was still kind of doing that on the way out, so I would say Advice to anybody else transition out. Me, I'm not going to change anything. because obviously let you hear But anybody else, absolutely take care of all the admin stuff that you need to take care of for you guys military. You can still follow up with a lot of those things after you get out, but it's definitely a lot easier when you don't have to transition to a different base or location or VA medical center and they got to transfer your stuff out. Just get it done before you get out. And I could have looked... Add a few more of the resources that are actually available out here, so that way you at least put your mind at ease a little bit more when you're not just walking into the unknown. Like if I'd have known, like, hey, I'm coming to California. Oh, these are all the tax breaks you get in California for being a veteran or a disabled veteran, and oh, these things are available to you for free out here. I probably could have done that a lot better. I'm finding out a lot of these things on my own. And it's not like it was, like, hidden information. It's just I didn't do the proper research on what there is to offer to veterans when I came out here. So I would say that's probably the only thing I would change, right? Everything else I was doing, whether I was procrastinating, getting it done in the manner or not, all of that had to happen. <laughs> it all had to happen because if it didn't happen, I wouldn't be here in Cali living my best life and enjoying – Retired veteran life.
0: <laughs> yeah, I see. I see those pictures from the
1: wedding and like
0: those photos you know, took to the beach. And I'm like, man, that man
1: looking his whole best, man. Man, it's it's crazy. Like I said, once you get past the fear of, of what's next and how am I going to support myself, and how do I don't want to do this because I'm a fail. Once you get over that, the best stuff, <laughs> the best stuff is past all of that, man. So. Yeah, it's gonna be scary, man. But hey, so was jumping out of an airplane. <laughs> you are, you are not. You made it to the ground. Questions okay. not that will make it to the ground. Questions: How fast? Hey, hey, because that, because that speed gonna make a difference. Hey, hey, you made it. You didn't break anything. You didn't die. You did it. <laughs> all facts. All facts. All good.
0: Facts. You shared a lot of good advice with us. Probably the last piece that I'd like to cover for me Goodbye, good sir. Is you know, as people are going through this time of uncertainty, like, you know, and it's an or whatnot, you know, what are some things that people like overlook? I mean, whether that's physically and change in you know, your daily habits and behaviors, or when it comes to deciding to stay in the army for another year or another assignment or another promotion. What's something that people kind of like take for granted or miss in the big picture?
1: I think the biggest thing, just from what I've noticed, from the few people that I've noticed that got out, not knowing what you want to do when you get out is okay. But don't get out just because you know what you don't want to do anymore. Like kind of set yourself up for success when you go into the unknown. Like I know a lot of people who got out a little earlier than they wanted to or probably should have because they were just like, you know, I'm done. I'm I'm sick of the army, I'm like, oh, what are you gonna do? They're like, I know what I'm not gonna do, like, oh, okay, all right. I mean, I'm with you, I'm not saying you have to stay in, but you know, develop somewhat of a decent exit plan if that's what you decide you wanna do. If you're truly done with something, all right, cool. This is where I'm at. I'm officially not wanting to be at this place anymore this is what I'm going to do for the next three months to work on my exit. And I think a lot of people just take for granted that the army is a lot easier than you think it is. Like the jobs outside of the army. Yeah. Like you get fired from those jobs for not performing the army. They just move you somewhere else to the, I don't know, the the weapons vault and clean weapons, but you're still going to get paid. So the Army kind of made, made it kind of difficult, I think, for some veterans to realize that there's nothing guaranteed out here. Your performance, your attitude, all that will get you fired. <laughs> like, have a good exit plan before you go into this unknown and realize that, oh, wow, the Army was actually not that bad. And that's what a lot of people like get out and realize. Like, oh man, the army wasn't bad. This is this is hard. Well, any situation is going to like suck for a period of time, but that's no reason to you know make a a rash decision like that without at least looking down the road. You know, what's how is this decision going to affect me down the road? Okay, if I'm gonna do this, what's my plan? Where am I gonna live? What am I gonna do? And then just start going from there. But don't just exit. Don't, (laughs) don't, I ain't doing this no more. Okay. Like, but that's, that's probably it. Don't, don't take for granted, you know, all the things the military is teaching you and all the things that are going to be very valuable to you outside of the military. And, you know, if you're going to make a big decision, like transitioning out, just, you're good at it. You've been in the military your entire career. You just plan it, just plan it like you plan everything else. Like you write out orders. All right, write an op order for how you're going to transition out of the military. There you go. So that's that's really the only advice I can tell anybody. I'd never tell anybody to stay in, get out, or go to this duty station, go to that one. It's, it's really that's a personal decision. Like where are you at mentally and emotionally? Where do you want to be? What are you trying to accomplish? So. But getting out, it's dope. It's rough. It's amazing. <laughs> He's like, I can't figure it out. Wait, do I
0: stay? Do I go? I don't know.
1: That's... It's all. It's all of those things. <laughs> it's all the fun. sky is yeah. the limit. Well, Jay, we appreciate your
0: time. The last thing we'll leave with you is, uh, if people want to reach out and find more about you or connect on how to be, you know, you or like you, where can they find you?
1: What's the best way to connect? Yeah, honestly, right now. The best way to reach me is you can just go to my Instagram page, man, at Major MajorPain1906. Until I finish my website for personal training, just hit me up on Instagram, man. And, you know, whatever you want to discuss, if it's fitness-related, you know, we can get started there and then, you know, we'll move to the next step. If it's military-related, you know, I can give you the best advice I can think of from my own personal experience or getting out or wanting to join. I actually just Actually, one of my clients, (laughs) one of my fitness clients just joined the army a a few months ago. He's he's in basic training right now. And hey, I didn't tell him not to join the army. I was like, if this is what you're going to do, you know, know why you're going to do it. Have a reason why. And then always focus on that reason why you're in there. like. Uh, my experience is obviously gonna be different from your experience. I would never tell anybody not to join the military. So, you know, if that's what you think you want to do and it's gonna help you reach this goal or you just wanna be the best soldier you can be, hey, absolutely do that. And I helped them through that process. So whatever you want to discuss, hit me on Instagram, fitness, military, all that cool stuff. Acting, and, which I don't know very much about, but I'm learning. <laughs> and then we also have a program. That we're asking our podcast guests um, to. It's called
0: uh, Each One Reach One. So if you have an ask for me, those people are like to help you with. You know, chance to put that out there and, and anything. And, You're fading uh, away. We have a program called Each One Reach One. So if you have particular <laughs> so we're going to get this mic situation comes.
1: squared away for you. This next podcast, we're going to get you a mic. We're going to get you one of the I'm, I'm gonna call Essex as soon as we finish. There you go, man. Get combo in here. <laughs>
0: sit yeah. out sit out um, <laughs> yeah so we have a program called each one reach one so as a part of that program if there's any asks you have our community that they can help you with um, chance to put that out there and anything that you know you can help our community with that out there as well so just people with
1: more promoting and engagement if you have a particular ask let us know that's dope man that's awesome that's good stuff you guys are putting out good positive energy and good information man I'm proud of you, homie. We just want to help the people. I gotta gotta raise that
0: light. gotta keep an eye. You know what I'm saying?
1: I love it. I love it. That is dope, man.